Welcome to another edition of Focus on the Kingdom. This is Anthony Buzzard inviting you again to search the Scriptures with us as we investigate Jesus' favorite topic, the Gospel about the Kingdom of God. There really can be no doubt at all that the point of departure of the whole New Testament is the appearance of Jesus in Galilee and his preaching of the message or gospel about the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God was the central theme in the entire message and mission of Jesus. Matthew, Mark, and Luke picture Jesus as an itinerant preacher from Galilee announcing what he called the good news or gospel about the kingdom of God. You'll find that stated quite explicitly in Mark chapter 1, verses 14 and 15, Matthew 4, verse 23, and in Luke 4, verse 43. As a leading scholar of this century says, the dominant concept of Jesus' message is the kingdom of God, and he expresses a consensus among New Testament scholars. Now, the kingdom of God was much more than just an idea in the mind of Jesus, which he presented in the form of a lecture. No, it was the driving force of his whole career. The kingdom of God penetrates all of his sermons and sayings, and it motivates all his acts and miracles. Whatever Jesus performed in word and deed was depicted as a sign of the future kingdom of God. Well, now, if the kingdom of God was the central concern of Jesus throughout his ministry, we would expect it to be the central theme in the preaching of modern evangelists. But we do not find that this is the case. For example, Peter Wagner says, I cannot help wondering out loud why I haven't heard more about the kingdom of God in the 30 years I've been a Christian. I certainly have read about it enough in the Bible. Matthew mentions the kingdom 52 times, Mark 19 times, Luke 44 times, and John 4 times. But I honestly cannot remember any pastor, says Peter Wagner, whose ministry I've been under actually preaching a sermon on the kingdom of God. As I rummage through my own sermon barrel, I now realize that I myself have never preached a sermon on it. Where has the kingdom been? I hope you will not miss the extraordinary implications of these statements, and there are many like them. Modern preachers confess to the fact that they don't preach about the kingdom, and yet they know, as every New Testament scholar knows, that Jesus always preached the kingdom, the apostles always preached about the gospel of the kingdom of God. Another leading New Testament scholar from Scotland says this, During the past 16 years I can recollect only two occasions on which I've heard sermons specifically devoted to the theme of the kingdom of God. I find this silence rather surprising, because it's universally agreed by New Testament scholars that the central theme of the teaching of Jesus was the kingdom of God. Clearly then, you would expect the modern preacher who is trying to bring the message of Jesus to his congregation to have much to say about this subject. In fact, my experience has been the opposite, and I have rarely heard about the kingdom of God. It comes from a professor of theology in Scotland at Aberdeen University, Dr. I. Howard Marshall. Now, that's an amazing statement. Jesus always preached the kingdom. The apostles always preached the gospel of the kingdom. And yet these scholars admit that they have either not heard of the kingdom of God very much in sermons and have never preached on it with any regularity themselves. A Roman Catholic scholar 
came to the same conclusion that there's an extraordinary eclipse of the message of Jesus in our times. It seems as though the words of Jesus are being stifled. They're being forced out of theological conversation. A Roman Catholic scholar wrote the following about his experience with the kingdom of God. He said this, As a teacher of New Testament literature, it early became obvious to me that the central theme of the preaching of the historical Jesus of Nazareth was the near approach of the kingdom of God. Yet, to my amazement, this theme played hardly any role in the systematic theology I had been taught in the seminary. Upon further investigation, I realized that this theme had in many ways been largely ignored in the theology and spirituality and liturgy of the church in the past two thousand years, and when not ignored, often distorted beyond recognition. How could this be? That statement comes from B.T. Viviano in his book, The Kingdom of God in History, 1988. So there's a consensus among scholars on the one hand that the kingdom of God formed the axis around which all of Jesus' teachings revolve, and there's an equal consensus among scholars that they have not been preaching the kingdom and that the church has not been preaching the kingdom of God. Now, in America, a system called dispensationalism systematically excluded the gospel of the kingdom from evangelism. If you look in the Schofield Bible and the notes at Revelation 14, verse 6, you'll find there that according to the theory of Schofield, the kingdom of God gospel is not to be preached now. According to this theory outlined in the note in the Schofield Bible at Revelation 14, verse 6, the kingdom of God was preached to the Jews by Jesus, is not now to be preached to Gentiles, but will again be preached to the Jews in the tribulation after the so-called pre-tribulation rapture. Now, that really is an amazing theory, and it's surprising that it has gained such extraordinary currency in so much of American preaching. Is it the fact that the kingdom of God gospel became obsolete and redundant at the death of Jesus? I would say absolutely not. One has only to look in the book of Acts to see that the kingdom of God gospel continued unabated in the preaching of Paul. In Acts chapter 20, verses 24 and 25, the gospel of the grace of God is exactly the same as Paul's preaching of the kingdom. Paul, in those two verses, Acts 20, verses 24 and 25, specifically and expressly equates the gospel of the grace of God with the preaching or heralding of the kingdom. Jesus heralded the kingdom of God gospel in Mark chapter 1, verses 14 and 15. Paul likewise heralded the kingdom of God customarily, as he said to the elders of Ephesus, gathered to hear his farewell speech in Acts chapter 20. In Acts chapter 20, verse 24, Paul says that he had been commissioned by God to proclaim the gospel of the grace of God. And as I went about among you, he said, preaching the kingdom, heralding the kingdom. So the preaching of the gospel of the kingdom is exactly the same as the preaching of the gospel of the grace of God. Those are simply alternative ways of speaking of the same thing. They are parallel expressions which clarify each other. They are mutually illuminating phrases. The gospel of the kingdom of God is the same as the gospel of the grace of God. 
How in the world then did this extraordinary theory gain acceptance? Namely the theory found in the Schofield Bible notes at Revelation 14 verse 6 that the kingdom of God gospel ceased to be the gospel at the death of Jesus. That really is an extraordinary theory imposed upon the text of Scripture and it has in fact had the effect of stifling the gospel of the kingdom preaching. The kingdom gospel was to be preached throughout this age until the kingdom arrives at the second coming. That's why in Matthew 24 verse 14 Jesus said, This gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world. There was never any doubt that the kingdom message remained at the center of the gospel from the very beginning of Jesus' ministry in Galilee right up to the end of the book of Acts and onwards in Paul's preaching. In fact, Paul urged the young Timothy to continue with the preaching of the kingdom. The very last words of Paul to Timothy in 2 Timothy 4 contain Paul's solemn testimony for the need for the continuation of the preaching of the gospel of the kingdom. Paul said this, I solemnly testify in the presence of God and of Christ who is to judge the living and the dead both to his appearing and his kingdom. That was Paul's final testimony to the coming of Christ in the future, the second coming, and to the kingdom of God which would arrive at that time. In verse 2 Paul then says, Preach that message of the kingdom, that is. Preach the word. And we've pointed out many times that the term word in the New Testament is not just a synonym for the Bible as a whole. It's a technical term, a shorthand version of the longer phrase, the gospel about the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus. Timothy then was instructed to preach the word of the kingdom, to be ready in season and out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort, with great patience and instruction. For the time is going to come, Paul said to Timothy, when they will not endure sound doctrine, the gospel of the kingdom and all that goes with it, but wanting to have their ears tickled, they will accumulate for themselves teachers in accordance to their own desires. We might add, to their own agendas, their own ideas of how to put the world to rights. But they will turn away, Paul said, they will turn away their ears from the truth. The truth, again, is a synonym for the gospel of the kingdom. And they will be turned aside to legends and myths and fantasies. But you, Paul went on to say to Timothy, be sober in all things, endure hardship, do the work of an evangelist, Fulfill your ministry, for I am already being poured out as a drink offering, and the time of my departure has come. Paul was able to say at the end of his life, I have fought the good fight, I have finished the course, I have kept the faith. And the course which Paul had finished is referred to also in Acts 20 as the commission which God had given him to preach the gospel of the grace of God, in other words, to herald the kingdom. Acts 20, verse 25. So Paul repeats then this idea that he's successfully finished the race and he's kept the faith. In the future, then, Paul said in verse 8 of 2 Timothy 4, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness. His reward, in other words, was stored up in heaven and it was going to be given to him, though, not at the moment of death, but, as Paul went on to say, on that day. And not only to me, but also all who have loved his appearing. Paul expected to be crowned with the crown of life, the crown of kingship in the future kingdom, and that award would come to him 
on the future day of the arrival of Jesus and the reward of the inheritance of the kingdom would come not only to him at that time, but to all who have loved the appearing of Jesus Christ, who have longed for his second coming and the establishment of the kingdom of God on earth. Now, there's a very great difference between Paul's way of thinking and what we commonly hear preached at funeral sermons today. The idea we hear often and massively is that at the very second of death, the dying person has in fact continued to live and survive in another realm. Now, Paul was looking for a future time, that day, the day of the second coming. That was the moment of glory for Paul and all the faithful in the New Testament. They were straining forward to the denouement of the great unfolding drama of God to produce his kingdom on the earth, to restore peace, an Edenic peace, a paradise on the earth, when Jesus returned to take up his position as Messiah on the throne of David in Jerusalem. To that great event, Paul and all the writers of the New Testament unanimously looked forward. We would like to suggest that in your Bible study you take the idea of the kingdom as the central concern of Jesus. Think of it as the great future hope for which Jesus asked his followers to pray, Thy kingdom come. Jesus started by saying, The kingdom of God was at hand. That's to say, he put us on the alert for the great event coming when the kingdom of God will break in on present society and transform the world once and for all. I've written a book on the kingdom of God entitled The Coming Kingdom of the Messiah, A Solution to the Riddle of the New Testament. We would invite you to request it by using the telephone number to be given at the end of this program. Join us again as we continue our investigation of Jesus' favorite topic, the gospel about the kingdom of God.